Welcome to TMZ Live. Harvey Levin here. Charles here. So we told you last week that uh, Joe, uh, Joe Jonas, Jonas, excuse me, yeah. Joe Jonas and Sophie uh, Turner um, have been trying to mediate their what looks like a very bitter divorce. Well, it looks like they succeeded because they have struck a tentative deal, and it looks like they're very close to striking a permanent one, particularly with respect to child custody, where yeah, these that kids was, go. That was the, the main issue here, because they have a prenup. We told you they have a prenup. So that meant that all of the property, all their assets, that is easy, easy to part. discuss. That's the easy but part. But what to do with the children, because the debate here has been uh, that Sophie wants to live in the UK, wants them to be raised in the UK. Uh, Joe says, yes, that is something we talked about. But now we're getting divorced, so... I'm staying in the U.S., in the and US. I want the kids in the U.S. because that's where they're from. There was a big fight because Sophie wanted the, uh, the divorce to be handled in the U.K., which would have been more likely for her to get the kids. He wants it in Miami, which mm -hmm. is more likely that he will get substantial custody of the kids. But they reached an agreement, at least in part... And these kids are going to be going back and yes. forth and back and forth. So it's it's only a temporary agreement for now. They did indicate, their counsel did, in the papers that they filed with the court, that they're on the verge of a more global settlement that will handle things going forward. But in the near term, he's going to get the kids for, for the immediate next two weeks. She then can get them and take them, if she wants, back to the U.K., and then there'll be a transfer back in a few weeks after that back to the U.S. and New York City. That transfer will take place. And then he'll get them for the Thanksgiving holiday, and she will get them for Christmas and New Year's. It's all spelled out. After that, we don't know, but presumably in these uh, more global documents that we're going to see soon, it'll be spelled but out there. You know, you know what, what? What I find really interesting about this, these kids are one in three right now, so they're not really in school, and school doesn't really matter. But when the kid goes into right. kindergarten, then they've the got to have a permanent, they've got to yeah. This so, is where exactly. Be. So what they do today, even if it's permanent, that may change when these kids start going to but school. But don't you think that when they make the whatever, when they make the permanent arrangements, they're going to make the permanent arrangement with the thought that this is where the kids are going to go to school? I, 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 I don't know. It would have to be Harvey. I mean, it would be it would be sort of given how much rancor we've seen, how much animosity we've seen over the last few weeks. It would seem to be foolish for them not to get to a point where they can agree what's gonna happen once the kids are at least in elementary school. I, I, I get you, but here's what I'm thinking. That, yeah, maybe they do reach an agreement, but both of them seem to want the kids to go to school where they live. Right. It may be, and I, I have no idea about this, I'm just suggesting, they have plenty of means, they're both very rich. Mm -hmm. Well, they, you know, we, private jets, homeschooling, they could basically have tutors to basically shuttle with the kids going back and forth so you could still have a fairly equal division of time, but then the kids are getting school. I'm not saying it's ideal, right. but if neither is willing to budge, I may, you know, people do get homeschooled. They do. I, I don't know. I mean, I, it's complicated once. It's very complicated. Then, the, then, the, then they have another debate, which is, well, I don't want, the, one of them may not want the kids to be homeschooled because that's right. they want the kids to be in well, school then a judge, they're socialized. Well, then, that's when a judge may have to step in because with the, what, what the, So they still have to hammer that out. They have to hammer yeah. it out, and that's what they know. That's, they went into mediation because ultimately, I don't think either one wanted a judge to decide what happens with our kids. We should make that decision, and that's why they had three days of mediation last week. But ultimately... If they're at loggerheads when the kids go to school, no, it's going it to be a judge. Be, could, it could be a continuing problem. Although, shouldn't the default be British schools? Aren't they just better than, than <laughs> American schools? Hi, my name is Zach Ross, calling from Porterville, California. And with the kids being at age one in three, and you know, you're going back and forth with different time zones. I think at first, 
for now, we're probably going to do that. But over time, that's just going to be very taxing. And, you know, it's going to it's going to be a lot. So it'll be a little interesting to kind of see what they work out, being that they both want to be in different countries. Yeah. Yeah. I someone, mean, someone, some, something's got to get. If they Someone's got to get. Okay. We have got to now shift Ooh, to this. A very alarming story. Yes. And an alarming response to what's happening in Israel. Not so much in Israel, although that is alarming, the videos that are, are that we've seen are uh, in Israel, in Gaza. I mean, the violence is horrific. I'm talking about the worldwide response to this, in particular, something that happened in Australia. There have been, even in this country, all over the world, there have been people who have uh, rallied uh, pro-Palestinian rallies. Even though, in my opinion, <laughs> um, this is a dispute between Israel and terrorists, not the Palestinian state, but. You understand why there have been the pro-Palestine rallies. This one in Australia on the steps of the Sydney Opera House is absolutely alarming. A because thousand people. Thousand, a thousand people, people. And you're going to hear what they are chanting. In fact, you're going to hear a lot of bleeps because there is some profanity, but you will be very, it's very clear who they are targeting. These are basically uh, disciples of Hitler. Um, I, I don't know how else to put it. They're disciples of Hitler. And that's exactly what they are calling for. Um, and I think this shows the rancor right now toward Israel by many people. This is not a war. This is terrorism. This is terrorism. And I got to tell you, I just, I, I, I'm just going to go off for a second. I've been watching cable news last night and this early this morning. And they are calling these terrorists militants. Militants, right. That Hamas militants. Hamas, and I think I even heard rebels once. No, they are terrorists. Why can't they say that? Why have they pulled back on some of these outlets and they're calling them these, these flowery names because these people are raping women. They are stabbing and shooting children. children. They are... It's uh, they're and, and they're very doing it for show. Terrorism, right? If this isn't terrorism, pure and simple, what is it? These are not militants. These are not rebels. These are not armed forces. These are brutal, disgusting terrorists. So, Harvey, I think the reason why people are kind of calling them militants or kind of equivocating on what exactly to call them is because I guess normally. Hamas is like part of the official state. Hamas is the government. Right, it's part of the they official the government. government right, it's a terrorist people, but government, right? Exactly, but, right. but in this capacity, in terms of what they did to these Israeli people, you're exactly right. It was terrorism, it should be discussed as such. Um, and look, we've been covering this for the past 24 hours, and there are horrific videos surfacing you know, bodies being paraded on a truck, including now reports of apparently babies being slaughtered. Um, and look, there's, it's just, it's unspeakable, it's terrible. Um, and I don't have much commentary other than just to say it needs to stop, you know? There is a, a video we want to show you because it really brings home what people are dealing with and the fact that this is terrorism, flat out. Um, a young woman who, who lost her grandmother um, and it's how she found out about her grandmother's death that is absolutely heart-wrenching. Dada Shelly, it's a shame. 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 It's
ты в такой-то Facebook, ты в такой-то Facebook. Сафта Шелия, Ларица, Мамайчела, Ретуха, Бессиртон. And this scene, her name has been repeated yeah. over. But and the evil over. of doing what they did, and then the added evil of okay. we're going to upload it. On, so her family. Is well, they've already said they want to. They, they, what they want to do now is every time Israel, is, you know, targets uh, they're Hamas, gonna broadcast. they're going to broadcast the execution of one of the hostages. These are barbarians. I'm Terry from San Antonio, and uh, you know it's very sad. Uh, just the how quickly uh, social media can spread such uh, images uh, that are, you know, very sad and destructive. Uh, it's it's crazy what's going on over there, and really there needs to be some kind of solution, uh, especially if uh, there's going to be funding for those kind of wars. Ah, yeah. We are in deep trouble in this world. By the way, we are going to be joined uh, a little bit later uh, by UFC fighter uh, who is actually in Tel Aviv. Uh, we have spoken to Natan Levy. Levy before, um, but he is in Tel Aviv, went over there um, for a family event, and then ended up in the middle of this chaos and violence. So uh, we're going to talk to him about what he is doing, how he and his family are, are making, through, making through all of this. All right, I'm going to throw out an old term. I don't, you don't hear this that much anymore. I bet I know it. <laughs> uh, months? May, December? Oh, May, December. Uh, this yes. Is a, this is a May, December. A May, December romance. Although, I don't know you want to call Bradley Cooper December. Uh, all right, he's... He's uh, more fall. No, November. He's fall. He's like, like November. October, November. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, Bradley Cooper um, seems to have a new... Um, I, Got a girlfriend he's hanging out with. And by the way, he's got a type. Yes, uh, because the, the type, the woman in this case is Gigi Hadid. Uh, you know, of course, that Bradley Cooper has uh, a child with Arena Shake. Um, and they still vacation together sometimes, but he spent this last weekend uh, with Gigi. They had a little weekend getaway uh, somewhere near New York City, but they arrived back in New York together. Gigi is 28, um, and Bradley's, Bradley's 40 years older. 48. But you know, nobody said anything when Leo was dating her. Maybe they just expected. By the way, Leo. it's interesting because Leo is really good friends with Bradley. Hmm. Are they? Yeah. Huh. They were on a boat yeah, together. Yeah, I think that's well, exactly why people well, are a little confused <laughs> about this. Is that Leo and Bradley? They're like notorious friends. Like everyone knows them for hanging out, being best buds, and now all of a sudden. He, she's with Bradley and not Leo. But, of hey. course, Leo has moved on. There have been reports he's with some other model now. Um, and, you know, we know Irina, Bradley's ex, she's moved on with Tom, with Tom Brady. Brady. So I guess maybe Gigi sometimes. and Bradley looked at each other and like, hey, if the shoe fits. Ashley, South Carolina, DGG, D. Bradley Cooper. Only got three words for you if something is going on between them. Hot, hot, and hot. <laughs> That checked out. Three words. Checked out. Okay. All that is accurate. Okay, we are going to move on. Yes, uh, to a brand new law here in California. First of its kind in the country, and maybe it will, you know, spread to other places. But it's uh, a new alert system. It's called the Ebony Alert. 
uh, much like the Amber Alert, uh, except this is specifically for uh, black children and women ages 12 to 25. Governor Gavin Newsom just signed this bill. It was introduced by State Senator Stephen Bradford, who um, pointed out that there are some very large, alarming disparities um, for the numbers as far as uh, missing black children and what the responses from police and the public are. So uh, I believe that's the reason he introduced this bill. It has now been passed. There has been some reaction now since the governor has signed it, some people questioning whether this is the right way to answer what is everyone agrees is a problem. Right. But is this the best solution? So joining us right now to discuss it is uh, California State Senator Stephen Bradford. Uh, Senator, welcome to TMZ Live. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Senator, um, I, I think most reasonable people would say that um, there is a huge problem, that when you look at who gets profiled when they get either kidnapped or when they are murdered, um, there is an abundance of white, very pretty, blonde, blonde. Yep. women and that that there have been there's been a lot of underrepresentation i'm really interested that you had two routes to go one was to create this new alert the ebony alert the other would have been to call the police on the carpet and say we're going to monitor what you do with an Amber Alert and make sure you're representing us. Why did you choose the former? Because we've called law enforcement on the carpet for decades as it relates to disparities and the lack of resources when it comes to addressing crime of any nature in the African-American community. So uh, we felt it was a time for action. Uh, no one questioned when uh, we passed the Feather Alert last year for the missing indigenous individuals that we know uh, are, are missing every year in the state and this nation, as well as our silver alert for our seniors who uh, come up missing. So this uh, speaks to the need. The data clearly speaks to it, understanding that African-Americans make up only 13% of the state and this nation's population, but young black kids make up 38% of those who are missing and very rarely is law enforcement or media engaged in helping find them. So we felt the time was now. Senator, do you feel like um, the response in general, in general by the media uh, to missing children, whether they be black or white or Latino, what, whatever, that there's enough response here? And is it only when the kid, for lack of a better term, when the kid is cute uh, by someone's estimation that 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 it gets the the recognition it should in the media. I I think that comes into play. I mean, one's race, one's looks, all of that. I mean, let's look at the Gabby Patino situation, a tragedy that shouldn't have never happened. But you would have thought a national head uh, figure had been uh, abducted with all the media attention uh, that was uh, afforded um, that case. And very rarely do you ever turn on the TV or see an Amber Alert or any kind of notice regarding missing black and brown children. What comes to mind for me is that you have this system that may hold the police more accountable to make sure that they put the alert out. But like Charles said, you are still then relying on the media to spread that word because Amber Alerts on your phone, they come and they go. And unless you happen to see the child, you know, Right. which is very I, I unusual. I question how much people look at any alert That's on their right. phone. So right. you're really ultimately relying on the media. So how do you 
change that. We've considered all of that, but I think we're still at a place right now that we need to do something. And I think it parallels what we're seeing in the media today. The new TV show found it's based on this premise right here of a young African-American girl who was abducted at the same time as a white child of similar age, but it was little or no attention or police resources uh, dedicated to finding that individual. And that led to this individual freeing themselves and now, again, having a TV show based on missing uh, African-American and young people in this and this nation that gets very little attention. So I'm hoping the media through not only the TV show with this uh, piece of legislation will see that they need to step up their role and responsibility in making sure that this is disseminated in the same manner as, again, that cute blonde girl. Okay, all right. Uh, Senator, thank you so much for the time. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, appreciate right. you. Appreciate the time. It's interesting. I yeah. just don't know the media is gonna latch on the way, yeah, you know. Yeah, that, I that, mean, you you've been in, they you've will, been doing this for a long time. They will initially, and then then that's the question. Does it is, become white noise? Does it change things permanently? Yeah. Okay, we're taking a break. White noise, probably not the. I thought I could <laughs> right. I, when I said it. I thought maybe you'd overlook <laughs> it. Let it go, but you didn't. No. This story that you were about to hear is, you, we were just talking about it in the break and you said, this is a movie a waiting movie. to happen. Yeah. It is an incredibly heroic story from Israel told by a grandmother um, who suddenly found uh, herself taken hostage by Hamas terrorists who came into her home, took her and her husband hostage. Her son is a police officer and she did manage to get word to him about what was happening. So he shows up outside of the house with other police officers. As she is kind of feeding. She's trying to figure out how to distract the terrorists long enough um, for the police to figure out a way to save them. And she did something that was absolutely incredible to think about in this moment where they have guns on her. She said they had a grenade. And she decides to almost literally kill them with kindness. אני מדברת איתם ואני אומרת להם שתיתם קפה, שתיתם תה, בואו אני אכין לכם בשביל להסיח את דעתם ואז אני מבקשת מהשוטרים שיביאו להם לאכול, לשתות עם קפה ועוגה בצהריים אמרתי להם אתם עוד רוצים לאכול צהריים וזה בשביל להסיח את דעתם אמרתי אם הם יתחילו להרגיש שהם רעבים הלך עליה ועל בעלי אחד השוטרים אומר למחבל כמה מחבלים אתם ואני עושה לשוטר ככה שיבין חמישה שיבין שהם חמישה אז המחבל אומר לי רחל דיר בלק, בלי בלאגן. אז היא אומרת לו, לא, כואב לי הראש, אני מחזיקה ככה את היד וזה. השוטרים הבינו שיש חמישה מחבלים. So she actually managed to get word to the police that there were five terrorists, and actually by the time they made the final assault the police did, there were only four terrorists. Um, but she continued feeding them and being kind uh, and gave, you know, the police time to actually... She stalled them. This. Stalled them, saved her life, her husband's life. And they killed and, the terrorists. And the terrorists were killed. Um, so there are some really heroic stories going on in Israel uh, as, this, uh, as this conflict just gets worse and worse. Um, someone that we know, that we've spoken to uh, here, a UFC fighter, Natan Levy, um, happens to be in Israel right now. He had gone over there uh, for a family gathering, I believe it was a wedding, uh, just a few days before 
the uh, terrorist attack. This was a holiday where a lot of people went over. Right. They went over for bar mitzvahs, for weddings, and uh, things like that because of the holiday. Uh, Natan is actually in Tel Aviv right now, and he is joining us uh, just to we want to get find out what's going on with Natan and his family. Natan, welcome back to TMZ Live. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate having you. So um, I, I, I'm wondering, you've been there. Um, have you ventured outside of Tel Aviv? Um, kind of paint us a picture of what it's like being there. Well, like you said, you know, it all started in a holiday and uh, things turned, back, turned bad really quick. Uh, it's very Israeli to say, but I thought it was just missiles. We heard the sirens. We went to the bunker. Uh, pretty, you know, pretty normal for us. And uh, it turned out to be much more with the terrorists infiltrating the country. And uh, ever since, you know, it, uh, it's really been a mess. Um, the, what's happening, it's not far from here. It's, you know, 25 miles, 30 miles from where I'm staying. Uh, it's a war zone. And, uh, you know, just by the hand of God that I'm not there inside the war zone. Uh, but it's atrocious what they've done, what they've been doing. This is really terrorism. They've crossed any red line of war. This is war crimes. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Natan, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm wondering what life is like for you and your family members now, because there are still concerns that there are Hamas terrorists who are still within Israel's borders. Um, is everyone just staying inside at, at all times because you're just uncertain about when violence is going to break out or where? Right now, we're staying home as much as possible. But also, you know, you got you to gotta leave the house, try and help. Uh, we've been uh, sending, you know, food to soldiers, uh, soap, shampoo, anything that they might need. Uh, like the people are really united right now. People are really pushing uh, doing a big effort to, to help the soldiers. Many of the country is soldiers. They are reserve soldiers. Um, so everybody does what they can. You can't just sit and hide at home all day. Uh, also, there's alarms. When you leave your home to go into the bunker, it's downstairs the building. You know, Hamas terrorists could be waiting for you down the lobby uh, to shoot or stab you or throw a grenade. And they did that. They did that to the people in the south. It seems like there is some division within Israel over what to do um, with the hostages. I mean, there are probably 150, maybe more hostages in Gaza right now. And, uh, you know, there are military operations going on and it's going to intensify. And my understanding is the government is not necessarily telling the families of these hostages what their plans are. But the question is, how surgically can it be done to go after Hamas without killing the hostages? What's the sentiment there about how Israel should proceed? The sentiment is anybody would rather die than be held a hostage. And of course, when it's your family, it's different. If it's your daughter, if it's your kid, they have babies, women, civilians held hostage. Nobody wants their family, you know, to die. But the sentiment is everybody on their, for themselves would rather die than be held hostage. And anybody can understand that they would rather um, have those people die than being kept held hostage. So I don't know how we can do it. I don't think we can retrieve everybody. I think we're going to have to, you know, attack 
And uh, they left us no choice. Honestly, in Israel, every time there's an option for a truce, you know, they always poke the bear. We have a very strong army. We we do what we call, you know, you mow the lawn, you take care of a few people from Hamas who organize the terror attacks. And then they say, they ask for truce and you say, yeah, sure. You know, we don't want a war. We want to save lives. But this time there is no truce. Uh, by the time we get done with them, there's not going to be anybody left to do truce with. And I'm talking about Hamas. And uh, hopefully the least amount of uh, civilians get hurt. But all the blood is on their hands. We got to do something. We got to strike back. And we got to get as much people as we can out of there as fast as possible. Because the way they hold hostage, it's not humane. It's crimes against humanity. Uh, the definition of war crimes. Wow. Uh well, Natan, thank you so much for taking some time talking to us. Please be safe. Stay safe. Your family. And, um, and we're so sorry. Yeah, sorry so for sorry. what you're all thank going you. through. Thank you. Thank right you very much. Oh, man. We're going to take a break. All right. When we come back, some new allegations about Kanye West from his ex-girlfriend, Julia Fox, who is revealing what she says their relationship was really about. It was not about romance. It was all for show, she says. Welcome back to TMZ Live. Kanye West is an absolute puppet master, um, particularly when it comes to his girlfriend, or at least that is the claim of Julia Fox, who is now telling all about their brief relationship. It was a couple of months. Uh, although the, now the word relationship has been redefined by her. Yeah, exactly, because she says this was never about romance, and she felt like she was just sort of a pawn in Kanye's game. A uh, puppet. Um, and she never specifically mentions that he was doing this because of Kim. Because remember, they got together, what, a couple of, a month after. Ain't hard to connect the dots here. I mean, right. what she's saying is shortly after Kim uh, filed for divorce and he hooked up with Julia, he really didn't hook up. It was more for show. Right. So she's written a, uh, a memoir. Uh, and that in that memoir is a lot of about their relationship here. She was on GMA this morning talking about what it was like um, during that time when she was with Kanye and how it did not feel like romance at all. Obviously, I knew it would get some attention, but I didn't even have the, like, scope to fully understand, you know, like, how big of a star he was. But it wasn't like a grab for attention. No, not at all. Like, if I wanted that attention, there were so many other celebrities and whatever that I could have gone and I have dated and it's still a secret. And also, I was not orchestrating. I was, I was a puppet. There was someone else who was the puppet master, you know? And I think when I re had that realization, like, oh, like, I might be, you know, being used as some sort of, like, I might be, I'm being weaponized in a way. I really didn't like that, and I tapped out. I hope this does not sound insensitive, but I'm going to give you an honest reaction. Mm -hmm. She's a grown adult, right. and she knows what she's signing up for. And at any point, if she, she doesn't that. like it... You say, I'm done. Right. Well, and, and, and she now says, she's writing a book. And she that, says that's why she walked away is because he, as far as what she was signing up for, she says that he wanted her to sign an NDA. She's acting like she she's, wouldn't is, sign it. And yeah. then he said, well, then 
we can't be together anymore. And she said, I'm mm -hmm. fine with that. So I think we can all agree that this is Julia trying to milk her 15 minutes of fame here. For People sure. have come to know her to know her because of her relationship with Kanye West. You can't have too much of a good thing. That's why the memoir is coming You're out. You're totally right. Right. I You're mean, totally she, right. I, I was waiting for her to say, look, yes, I did gain does more anybody, Does notoriety. anybody have a problem with this? That the, she dates the guy, I she don't. writes a book? I, what I really have a problem with is, if we can go back to the clip from GMA for a second. What? What is, is she, she wearing? wearing? I know. That's just a man's why shirt are they folded up. But why are they shooting it so tight there? I want to see it. <laughs> um, a man's shirt. Okay, I get uh, it. But I I, this, this doesn't bother you? It doesn't bother you at she all? She didn't really say, she didn't tell all, she said some things that like, that Kanye did that, who cares? Kanye peed in no, public. No, I know, right, but it's, you know what I mean? She's not like disclosing. She's more talking about how she felt in the relationship. You That's know what? Fine. I've 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 like yeah. launched in too many things. I, I'll shut up. <laughs> this is Isaiah calling from West Philly. Um, Julia Fox, you definitely signed up to be the first contestant to be a uh, builder cam. Uh, there's no way around it. You definitely knew what you were doing. She supposedly says that when they used to meet up for dates, he would have a stylist come and bring her a suit full of clothes so he can approve what she can wear. So I think she kind of knew what she was doing. Right now, she's um, getting her other 15 minutes of fame. And um, the book is called Down the Drain. <laughs> and I believe it's where you should go. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. No, I don't have to say anything. Well, he did plug the book. He did plug the book <laughs> for you, though, Julia. Book. Right. Uh, okay, we're going to move on. Yes. Uh, moving on now to, I guess, just an ordinary cup of coffee in the morning for Brody Jenner. Got milk? Yes. <laughs> you could say this is a got milk commercial. Uh, Brody Jenner and his fiance uh, recently had their, uh, I believe, baby boy. I is think it? it's a baby boy. Yes. Um, but they're at home and they're sort of documenting it's a baby girl. I'm told. Sorry, oh, girl. Oh, I thought it was a boy too. I 50-50. Oh, it, no, right. I just. Remember. Oh, that's right. Her name's Honey. Right. Um, anyway, they are documenting life as new parents, and on one particular morning, Joe, <laughs> Brody went to the fridge to make some coffee. He wants some milk in his coffee. Right. He didn't have any almond milk. And so he decided, wait a second, Tia, his fiance, she's got breast milk around. Sorry to disturb you, but we're out of almond milk. Do you mind if we use the breast milk that I put in the fridge last night? No, no, it would be really good for you. You want some too? <laughs> you want your breast milk latte, babe? Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I didn't know you were sleeping again. I'm excited. Next time we need to pump a little bit, I think. Cause... I, had so, I have so much milk in the freezer, too. Love you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he seemed really excited when she reminded him about the... So, yeah, their baby the is a girl. Milk. Her name is Honey. And, yeah, he just went to the fridge and whipped up a breast milk latte, which is weird. I don't know why you would do that. I mean, he didn't use that much, right? I mean, I know, but still, at he some didn't, point, and he did milk. like you know blend it and make it like into right. a professional latte, like Starbucks. So I guess you wouldn't have noticed, but right, exactly, just, you wouldn't breast have noticed. Milk it. is like super sweet, so I guess it kind of is like almond milk anyway. It would have been better if he didn't tell her and then handed to her and said, "Does that taste any different, hun?" Would have been better if he had coffee made. <laughs> Well, we normally talk to Damon John from Shark Tank uh, uh, about following the money. And we are going to be talking about money today. But uh, this is money that Damon John is putting in the pockets uh, of 
other business people. Um, he started several years ago. Actually, this is this year will be the fourth annual Black Entrepreneurs Day. We've talked to him about it every year. Yes, and it is uh, the event has gotten bigger each year, and it is really important, and maybe more important than ever this particular year. And why is that? Well, we're going to bring in Damon John to explain why. And also, I understand he has a big announcement about who's going to be joining him on stage November 1st at the Apollo Theater. Damon, welcome back, a friend. And uh, what's the big announcement about Black Entrepreneurs Day? Other than the fact that you're doing it, which is tremendous, but who's going to be with you? Well, the big announcement is who's going to be with me. Thank, first of all, thank you for always making this a priority and uh, sharing it ever since the wake of George Floyd when I created it, when I was saying, oh, my God, these kids or people in general out there burning businesses instead of building them. I'm going to create a platform to give away money to those of grants. And we're almost at a million dollar mark of giving away grants and free money and to black businesses. And we will give away another two hundred thousand dollars this year. But. This is the first time that I'm announcing we will have uh, Whoopi Goldberg will be our big keynote address where we oh, will wow. be talking wow. to Whoopi. We will, of course, have my buddies Anthony Anderson, Cedric the Entertainer, Shaquille O'Neal is coming back and many more. And we're going to have a performance by Mr. Rick Ross himself. Wow. Celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop. Uh, and you will see a lot more people there. We've had everybody in the audience and on stage there. And again, I got to thank you. But more importantly, I got to just really thank the sponsors that stayed by me because I got to tell you, a lot of all these people who said they were going to support these initiatives, and I know there's a lot, right? There's women, there's LGBTQ, there's veteran, there's handicapped, there's taking guns off the street. But the ones who stayed with me from the beginning and said, not only I'll stay with you, but I'm going to put my name on the marquee next to you, first of all, is TMZ because you guys have said, I'm going to talk about this every year. But the Chase, General Insurance, Shopify, T-Mobile, Lowe's, and we actually got two new ones, which are McDonald's and wow. Hilton. You know, getting anything off the ground is hard, and you have now clearly turned this into an event, an annual event. An established a, event. Right, and that's really hard to do, so uh, kudos to you. I'm curious, um, what makes this year a little bit different given the backdrop with the economy, with politics and everything else? Is it the same as the other years or is there something different? No, it, now? it's been way more difficult because I think that a lot of brands are pulling back and this is not the flavor of the year. And I think also they're pulling back for various reasons. It's not the flavor of the year and they're looking at the market with interest rates going up. Everybody's thinking there is a recession. And but more importantly, why is this important? Because people that have won the grant four years ago are coming back saying, I'm in I'm getting my stores and retail into JFK right now. You have changed my life and I'm here to show people you've changed my life. And uh, I think that's the most important part. Yeah. Well, you have helped so many business uh, nearly a million dollars in grants that you've given away so far. Um, and I would imagine you're going to get over that over the million dollar mark at the end of this year. Um, it is really an incredible thing you're doing, yep. Damon. And and like you said, it's not the flavor of the month anymore, the flavor of the year. Um, yeah. We saw so many companies in 2020 that wanted to support black businesses, and it's I, I, expectedly, I guess, that it's fallen off some, um, yeah. which makes it more commendable that you continue to do this. So. And that it's succeeding, yeah. and that it's really yeah. growing, which is, you know, hard, it's a hard thing to do, Damon. I mean, you know this better than anybody, just in terms of businesses, but the fact that in this climate, when it's not the flavor of the month, and you keep growing and growing and growing, 
that's a testament to you. You know, guys, I am getting no sleep doing this. You know, I'm going to show you basically what, what is my sleep pattern, right? 3.9 <laughs> hours, 3.5 hours, and three hours, right? I actually, is, you just made me feel better, actually, Damon. You know what? Yeah. I got, I, know, got, I got the same thing, but I'm not succeeding like you are. So, <laughs> anyway. But this is really, really hard. And listen, all I can say is, first of all, thank you to you. Everybody, if, all, all they need to do is either tell people, go apply for the grants on um, uh, blackentrepreneursday.com or just tell everybody to watch on November 1st. Because if you don't watch, the people that work for these large companies, they can't take that data back to their uh, superiors right. and say, this is something good. And it's just like in our great country where we say, just vote, your vote counts. It, you have to watch on blackentrepreneursday.com uh, uh, and all those things because it helps us and everybody else just like you give more money away and change right. more uh, things for the right reasons. Excellent. Well, Damon, uh, looking forward to it November 1st. November 1st. And you can be there uh, at the Apollo Theater or as Damon said, you can watch it on blackentrepreneursday.com where it'll be streaming. Great event, uh, much uh, needed and worthwhile. Yeah, and you will learn and you will learn and hopefully everybody learn with this technology, you'll learn how to open a business like me and be bigger and better than I will, ever will because I, I had to find some way to, to sell them a shirt. Now you just pick this thing up and hit two billion people. <laughs> so you can learn. Yep, excellent. Okay, All right, Damon, Damon, congrats. Thanks, man. Thanks. We'll see you next time. All right, peace. All right. Okay. Tom Brady, to me, seems very settled into retirement because we've got some shots of him doing what he does most of the time now, hanging out on a yacht. I don't know if this is his. Remember, he I think it is his from what yeah, I can see Yeah, he has a boat. Yeah, and... He's in great shape. Yeah, but see now, people in New England are going to see this and say, this guy is still game ready, no, and we need a quarterback. They're so missing the point. He is so not into playing. He is into living his life. I agree. I mean... This guy, I, we, I mentioned in the morning meeting, I think this guy is taking a page from Jeff Bezos' playbook. That mm, Jeff Bezos was okay. all business. Now you're out on a limb. Uh, hold on. <laughs> Jeff Bezos was all business, right? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, his body is transformed. He's hanging out with celebrities, uh -huh. going on yachts. Uh -huh. And Tom Brady's doing the same thing now. Well, maybe Bezos will play quarterback for the Patriots. They need someone. <laughs> uh, I think they would prefer it, Brady. It ain't going to be him. I'll oh, see right. you tomorrow.